Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Before we get started with our planned content today, the show's producer, Marshall Coates, and I just wanted to thank you all who have shared this podcast with your friends. We've been getting some great feedback. Please remember to rate and review us. It helps keep the show going. And since this episode marks the end of season two, we really need to get the word out to make season three a possibility. We need you. We appreciate you. And we're so glad to have you listening. So if you'd like to support the show, please, please share it, rate it, review it, and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Now, on with the show. I have in the studio with me a friend fellow runner, and Hello Health Clinic member, Maria Yu. She's here to talk about her personal journey to better health during the year 2019. It was my honor to partner with her in that journey, and I am so grateful she's taking time out of her busy schedule to share her story with you. We like to share these journey to health stories because there is so much wisdom in the world that can only be gained in the stories women share with each other. Since health is so deeply personal, we all need more space and time to be able to talk and listen well. We've made that space and time for you today. So let me introduce Maria more fully. Maria is a software executive with SAP, one of the leading global ERP software vendors in the world. For those of you who might not know, ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. Maria leads a global go-to-market team for one of SAP's largest cloud business units. Maria is a graduate of Florida State University, majoring in public relations, and holds a master's degree from Northwestern University in managerial communication. She has over 20 years' experience in management consulting with Accenture and SAP, including international projects in Brazil, where she lived, worked, and learned to speak Portuguese. She is an avid runner and a busy mother of three girls, ages seven, five, and almost three. Maria, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So you and I really actually got to know each other through our mutual love of distance running. Which race has been your favorite so far? I'd say probably the Chicago Marathon. I've done that one twice. I love it because it's a flat, easy course, and there's like crowd support the whole way. The whole way through. Oh, absolutely. I love Chicago. Absolutely love it. Um, what do you love about running? I love the way it makes me feel. Um, I love, it's just such a great outlet for me to be able to de-stress. I just feel better. I just kind of lose myself in the run and everything that might be on my mind just completely goes away. I just, I'm able to take it all in and just relax and just let everything go. Absolutely. So for the listeners who don't know, can you tell us what brought you into the clinic? It was actually a running injury. Yes, I am. Um, <clears throat> I always say that uh, 2018 uh, was a was a big wake up call for me. Um, I, for years, had not really listened to my body and just kind of powered through everything. And whether it was I don't need I don't need sleep, I'm just going to run through everything literally and uh um in, in 2018 um i hit a wall and i i was i was training for a half marathon and i just noticed some pain in my um right foot that it wasn't a big deal i did get it looked at and they're like oh it's fine you've got tendonitis and i said okay it's no big deal I kept running kept running was feeling worse was training for a half marathon um 
I knew instinctively that before the race, I, I, I shouldn't do it, but I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And I just kept pushing through and I was um, limping by the end of the race. The last three miles were really hard, but I kept going even harder just and faster just because I wanted to get it over with. And then after the race, I still kept working out and still kept running because I thought it was just going to be fine. And um, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, what was the journey when you felt like you weren't fine? Um, what did you do when you were like, it's really, it's really not fine now? <clears throat> well, what happened was that race um, was a St. Augustine half that was in November, I think, of 2018. So again, I kept pushing through. I remember my family and I run, um, went to Peru for the holidays because my husband's from, and we were there. And I remember, never forget that on my birthday, I had like this terrible run. I only went five miles and I was like, and afterwards I was limping. And that was really a wake up call to me. I was like, ooh, something's not limping right. I should on not your be. Birthday. Yeah, I shouldn't be limping after. And of course, I was like, felt like such a loser. I was like, this was just five miles. I wasn't even going fast, but it just didn't feel good. And then, of course, you know, most normal people would stop running. And, uh, you know, I, I, I gave myself like a week off. And, um, yeah, then, you know, we got back, you know, to the US. And in January, I continued to just, I said, oh, well, I won't run like far, I'll just do like little short runs and I'll still do Orange Theory. And, you know, I mean, I didn't stop is the point. I guess I just kept going. I, for me, slowing down was, oh, I just don't, won't do my once a week 10 mile run. I'm just going to do Orange Theory where you're still sprinting on a treadmill for like 23 minutes or something like that. And and yeah, in and, and February, I'll never forget February 5th was my last, February 5th, 2019 was my last run for almost a year because at that point, I remember it was raining, so I couldn't go outside. I went to the Y, and I was on the treadmill, and I had to. I've never had to just stop. I just, I just had to stop, and I couldn't. I was, I, I almost needed crutches to get out of the Y, and that's what I said. That, that's not good. So that was that was the last time I ran, February fifth, twenty nineteen. I never forget. It was a sad day. <laughs> oh. So think back to your first visit at the Hello Health Clinic. How would you describe your inner state? Um, I was sad and I was um, <clears throat> feeling a little hopeless because um, I had, prior to coming to Hello Health, I had seen <clears throat> three different um, orthopedic surgeons because I'd never... Um, I'd never been through anything like this before because, like I said before, like plantar's fasciitis, torn, you know, or sore calf or whatever. I just ran through. I just kept going. But I said, okay, this is serious, so let me go see an orthopedic doctor. So the first one I saw was like, okay, you need surgery. And I was terrified because I never – I'm, you know, lucky and, and blessed. That I've never had any sort of surgery at all. So he said, oh, yeah, you're going to need a um, some sort of a – AC or not ACL what was it called some sort of an FDL tendon transfer and I was like ooh what's that googled it and I was like wow I definitely don't want to do that um so then I went to another doctor um that basically said the same thing you're going to need this tendon transfer and some calcaneal ostomy again terrified because I don't know what any of these things are and the internet is a scary thing when you're looking things up so I was like wow I definitely don't want to do that either and then I went to a third orthopedic that was like, you know, and of course I'd had the left out. I had the MRIs and all that stuff. So they had seen that there was obviously something going on. The third doctor said, you know, I think that, you know, I definitely can tell you're in some pain. I see some inflammation. You know, I'm looking at the MRI, but I don't think I wouldn't jump straight to surgery. And thank God I had seen that, 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 that doctor because I was, 
I was leaning more towards surgery at first because I was just so desperate because I wanted to get back to running and I wanted to not be in pain. And um, I was just so desperate. I was like, even though I heard like how long the recovery of the surgery was and it wasn't a, it wasn't a guarantee that I was going to run again and all these terrible things and you're going to be on crutches and this and that and like, you know, six months to walking <laughs> normally like, without a boot and everything. I, even though with all these terrible things, I was like, you know, I, ju I just want to run so bad and I just want this pain to go away. I'm going to do it. And then this doctor gave me hope that, that, okay, well, maybe you don't have to uh, jump to surgery. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, you know, the surgical outcome, like what the surgeon thinks is a good outcome is a return to walking without pain. Yeah. But what we were hoping for was a return to running and and the love of the sport. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned you'd had other running types of injuries, but they all healed up kind of mm -hmm. on their own and you were able to run through them. What was the thing you wanted most for yourself as as surgery, no surgery, that kind of decision was looming? What I what I wanted most for myself was just to get to get to get back to running and to get back to some sort of a of, of a of a peace with not being in this state where I just I just felt kind of frozen. I felt like I was just in limbo and I couldn't do something that I really um loved loved doing it. It was funny, I was trying to explain it to even my husband how much he's like, Oh, so no big deal, you just take some time off. And I was like, No, but you understand this is like my one thing for me, you know, outside of just like with work being crazy and stuff at home with the kids, as much as I love them and, you know, I love him. It was just, this was my one thing, my stress out. And so to not have it was very, was very sad to me. And it just seemed um, like there was no way out of it, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And I think, I think what coming to the clinic did and especially working with you did was it, it, it made me understand that it was okay to slow down. And even though I didn't want to slow down and I kind of fought you for it, <laughs> fought with you on it for a while, it was like the best thing to to just to slow down and to let my body heal. I mean, in, in all fairness, at this particular point in time, we were facing so much uncertainty about what was the best actual path for you to take mm -hmm. that would land you where you wanted to be. And I remember thinking that, it's always better for the body to retain its natural tissue and that the transfer was going to be this whole thing. And mm -hmm. I also remember thinking that physicians who are not runners tend to give runners really bad advice. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because running is actually part of our identity that we can see that pretty easily. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, I completely agree with what you said, because the first doctor I'll never forget, after he got through explaining to me how, how horrific the surgery was going to be, but he still thought I should do it. Um, I said, well, what's the path to get back to running? And he looked at me like I was crazy and said, well, that's not why you would do the surgery. You might not be able to run again. And I said, well, why would I do this then? Like, why would I, like, to me, it just sounded crazy. Like, why would I then put myself through this? Right. If, you know, it's, right. so that, yeah, I think you're exactly yeah. right. It's it's more, and, and I think the more I've researched this and talk to other people about it. I think this surgery was m more for for people that maybe they had no use at all of you know, and maybe maybe they would have been on crutches, and so they were just getting trying to get back to walk. But I mean, for me, I wasn't comfortable, and 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 obviously I was limping a little bit, but I but I wanted to run, and mm -hmm. he was like, no, that's not why you should do this. 
So that's really I had to question. I was like, well, if that's not why I'm doing this, I don't know that I want to put, you know, you know, put my body through this. It's actually one of my biggest pet peeves. I think that we're so not accustomed to what athleticism looks like after 40, Mm -hmm. right? Like, or athleticism at 60. What does athleticism look like at 80? And runners have been showing us for a long time that athleticism looks differently over the course of the life cycle. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I really hate it when doctors tell runners to stop, Mm -hmm. even though for you, stopping had to be part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was... It was a real um, privilege to earn your trust in that we were able to get you to stop. Why did you finally stop since it was so hard? It was really hard. Um, you said you fought me for it, and I really did feel like we were in a fight. I'm like, I'm really on your side. <laughs> you know, it was it was funny. I think um, I think a couple of reasons I just stopped is um, one is. You were you were pretty relentless, and and I mean that in a good way. And it was so funny because my my husband was even joking. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get Carmen to like come over here." If I was like being stubborn on something, he's like, "I think you you just listen to her." And um, so so you were very I would and I and I say that in 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 a joke, but I mean that in, in a good way. I mean, you were very um, direct, and gave me a lot of evidence when I was you know when I was fighting with you on like, well, I don't know why I need so much sleep or I don't know why I couldn't just go back sooner. Or, I don't understand why, you know, you would always back it with evidence. You were very direct and you would also say, be very straight with me. Well, okay. Well then your alternative is to keep on in pain or, you know, whatever. You were always just very <laughs> fact-based and I, and, you know, and it was, it was like tough love, I would say, <laughs> I would say. And, and I really needed it's just so funny to look back to where I was this time last year, even. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Because I really think that I needed somebody to to slap me around a bit, you know, and just really just be that person that was just going to um, hold up the mirror as to what I was doing, which was just ignoring the fact that I really had a problem. And, you know, and, and so it was... Um, so I think it was it was your coaching. And also, I think I felt like I really had no alternative. And I forget, I can't remember the exact context of the conversation, but we were having one of these discussions about, well, like, oh, I was just kind of not disagreeing with you on something, but I was just kind of, well, I don't know. And you, were, and you just, you told me, you said, well, then maybe you can do the surgery then. And, you know, but there's no guaranteed outcome with that. Or you could just, you know, or you could continue. And you were basically just telling me, okay, well, you know, you you can try my way and give it a shot or keep on doing what you're doing, which is clearly not working out for you. And you didn't say it like that, but that's what I heard. And I think that's what I needed to hear. And I was, and I thought about it and I was like, well, she's right. What I'm doing is not working for me. Obviously I ended up tearing my posterior tibial tendon and I'm in a walking boot now for six months. Um, so something is not working. So let me give her way a shot. So, so one day I just surrendered and I said, okay, I'm not going to say she's right, but I'm going, I'm going to say she's right. Yeah. But I'm just going to give it a shot. Yeah. So it's really hard to yeah. hear myself back at myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> just so you know, it was really hard. What you did was really hard. And we had no guarantee, right? That's what made it the hardest, I think. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's this, it's like yeah. the, the fact there wasn't any guarantee because you could be as hardworking as you wanted and we could have the best plan, yeah. but like we didn't know how it would end up. Yeah. I'm so got it. It ends up fine, guys. But in the moment when you're trying to make a good decision yeah. for yourself, 
So yeah, hard. my my biggest thing, and I know you've heard me say this before, is like I I just wanted to know what to do. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to like shake the magic eight ball and I wanted to know what I should do. Should I do the surgery? Should I not? And one of the things that I struggled with for so long was, well, gosh, if if it's gonna take me six months to fully recover from this surgery, I might as well get it over with. Like I remember thinking in 2019, because I had all I had all planned out, like the first doctor I talked to, okay, I've got this big conference in May, I'm going to be on my feet a lot, you know, whatever. Clearly, I don't want to be limited around this huge convention center, you know, w- with a cast, with with a cast on and, and crutches. So let me do it after. So I planned it out. Okay, well, six months, maybe by December. And so, so my thought was, well, like, am I just delaying the inevitable? If I'm going to have to do this, why not just do it and cross it off the list and be done with it? Am I just delaying this. And I remember, and I remember, you know, that was one of the things I struggled with the most was I just wanted to know, should I, should I not? And then I just realized like, I'm never going to get a guarantee. You never know something's going to turn out. But I remember you said, well, why don't we give it a go? Why don't we, you know, why, why, why don't we give it a go? I remember, I forget the way you said it, but it was something like, well, if it's going to take you basically like six months or longer really to 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 get back on your feet after this why don't we just give it a try you know just letting it rest you know kind of following the program that you designed and and so I said okay why not <laughs> I have nothing to lose so, so I'm remembering meeting you that Saturday morning at the Y like way back in the summertime mm-hmm. and I remember thinking we've got to get you a good workout that gives you a good stress relief but without putting a load onto this ankle mm-hmm. where the tendon is and and I don't know that how successful we were at that but we sure did get into it like we got it down into the weeds and uh-huh. you know like okay this much on this and mm-hmm. um, did you actually end up getting stress relief from what we designed Yes, you did. Good. I did. I think that that was a um, I think that that was a big turning point for me because I think that prior to the prior to designing some some sort of a workout that I could really sink my teeth into and sweat a little bit and feel like I was actually relieving some stress. I just felt. I don't know not depressed but I was I was just so down I just felt like there's such a big piece of piece of big piece of me was missing and I just felt I just I just I just felt down and just so just so sad and 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 angry with 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 my situation which I know sounds silly because I mean the whole scheme of things it doesn't you know the whole scheme of things it's like okay you're laid up for a while you can't work out but for me it was a big deal and so I think that was a turning point for me because then when I felt like okay I was clutching my little sheet of paper that you know because I printed out what you what you figured out for me you know I mean it was super specific yeah (laughs) and I I was so I'd like I printed that out I would bring it to the gym and I'd march up there with my boot on you know and do my stuff and I remember um Feeling just like okay, I I I have something to do now. I have something I it wasn't it wasn't running, but it was something that I can do that I felt good about. And I remember somebody at the Y said something to me one day. They're like, you know what, you should be proud of yourself because here you are in this boot every day. And I was like, yeah. And I remember I remember I said something to discount, and I was like, yeah, but I'm kind of doing this, you know, you, you know, redu- you know, not not lame, but this I'm re- kind of doing this this stuff that I don't think is as challenging. And they're like, you know what, you're you're out here and that's absolutely. what you should feel good about. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and I think, you know, you're to be applauded for doing it. I think you're just, 
um, you're so goal oriented and you actually do what I was asking. You're so consistent with it. It's part of why you ended up getting better. Um, so here's the thing. I remember, are you, are you willing to share some of your weight loss journey? Yeah. So you didn't seem to believe me at first when I told you you don't need to run in order to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the look on your face. It yeah, was and like, I didn't believe you at all. <laughs> was there a breakthrough moment for you as we, we began talking about weight loss? Well, I think I think one of the things that scared me with this injury was that like for me running had always like I never was into strength training really I found it boring I did it every now and then just because it's like okay I got to do this but for me like running was my outlet you know I'd started doing orange theory which was kind of fun but to me like it was always running and so one of the things I was afraid of was that I was going to blow up you know by not running because I you know I've never been like super obese person I've never been super super large super skinny I've always been kind of in the middle but I have I am one of those people that I do have to to be careful with 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 my weight, meaning like, you know, you have those people that you hate, or at least I do, that's like, oh, I can eat anything and I don't work out. Like that's not like that's not me. Like I look at something for too long and the calories or whatever just jumps out of my body. So so I was worried that without running, you know, at least in the past, you know, I could always eat pretty much what I want. You know, make I always make good good health choices generally, but I didn't have to like super calorie count because I just ate what I want and I just ran a lot and I was fine. So I was I was scared that, you know, by not running that I was going to blow up and put on a bunch of weight. And so and, and and I was carrying at the time when when we we started working together. I was carrying out about 10 pounds of what I call Martina, my third daughter. <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was, I was still like, I just can't get rid of this. And so I so that was one of the things that I was kind of heavy into in 2018 was I was like, you know, gosh, darn it, I'm going to get this off, you know, and of course, you know, the injury and all that, you know, I was like, oh, this kind of screws up those plans. And so, yeah, when you told me that, you know, I could lose weight without, without running, and not even without running, but I wasn't able to do anything that was putting any weight on my on that stress on that leg. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna lose weight with this recumbent bike or you know doing bicep curls, you know. And 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 um, yeah, I was I was surprised that we were able to. I was able to make some some tweaks with nutrition. Yeah, you did. You did yeah. amazing. You did amazing. You know, I I mean, you've accomplished so much. Um, what can you see now that you didn't see before? Well, I I think what I see now is just a new way of looking at the way that I eat, meaning um, I got, I really, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I really kind of got a little bit irritated when you were like, oh, you should use this this app and count your calories. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't really want to like track every calorie and that's boring and that's tedious. And that's just sounds horrific. And, you know, I just, I just didn't want to do it. Cause I had, again, I had always, you know, Hey, I eat leafy greens and fruits and, you know, I mean, and I really do. I mean, I do. I'm like, well, I I eat generally pretty healthy. I mean, you know, get my dessert on every now and then, but I mean, I, I was like, why should I have to, to do this? This is so annoying. And um, I remember you said, well, just give it a shot. And I started to try writing on paper and that didn't work with the travel schedule and all that. So I did, I downloaded this app and I started counting the calories. And that's when I noticed a difference. And, and I, and I noticed, and, and I guess I didn't look at it as 
something annoying and something, um, just one more thing to do. I just kind of got into a habit of doing it. It was amazing once I started watching, you know, really logging everything. I was like, oh, wow, I just kind of blew up 300 calories with that snack. I mean, it just made me, it made me more conscious. I felt like I was eating more, more mindfully, you know, not that I was, you know, you know, eating bonbons or something before, but I was just, I mean, everything does count. And when you're trying to lose weight, you do need to watch that. So as much as I kind of thought that that was going to be an annoying waste of time, it ended up really, you know, changing the game. I lost about 10 pounds, you know, that way, which was crazy because I wasn't running, (laughs) which I thought was, which I thought was impossible, would be impossible to lose weight without being very active. I just have to say, you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. So a little bit more to go, but you know, I knew you were going to say that. Small goals, small goals. So you mentioned, I was just about to ask you this. You're one of the most goal-oriented people that I know. Can you describe for us how having goals motivates you? Well, you know, for me, if, you know, it's funny because I tell the people on my on my team that work for me this too. It's like, I feel like you should always have the bar just slightly out of reach because I, and I know that's kind of a weird visual, but for me, it's like, if you can reach the bar, like that's not, like that's not fun. I always like to have the bar just out of reach. You always have to have something that you're, that you're working towards. So for me, like training for a race or um, training for a race or, and even, this is probably a game changer for me too, like in this journey back. For me, like having that goal of like, I am going to run again. I'm going to eventually um, you know, do do a half marathon again. I'm eventually going to get back. I mean, that that just having those goals for me, I don't know if it's something as, you know, just strange as just like wanting to check things off a list because I am a list checker. You know, I'll put oh, things yeah. down and sometimes I'll write you. something down that it's I already did enduring. and I'll just cross it off, you know, again, just because that feels good to take the Sharpie and cross it off. You know, um, yeah, I just, I just, I like, I like looking back. I like looking forward to, to, and planning for what I'm going to do. And I also like looking back to say, wow, look what I did. So. Well, let's do that. Let's look back and, and see what you did. So tell us how you're doing now. Now I'd say um, it's so funny because my husband's laughing the other day because I told him, I was like, this is the year of me. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I feel like this is a year I'm just, because last year was a building year, right? I mean, we started working together in like April timeframe, you know, felt like I really turned some corners over the summer, really got into it in the fall and really just working up till now. I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel like I really started to listen to you probably in the summertime, fall, going into fall yeah, yeah. area, uh, and one of the one of the examples I'll I'll give is is around sleep. You know, for a long time you were telling me because I remember coming in there one day and I was like practically falling asleep, and you gave me coffee, and and I remember you like, "How much are you sleeping?" And I was like, "Well, you know, not that." But for me, what was average was like like five hours was a good night, you know. And so um, finally, I realized that, that that wasn't good. And you were like, "Oh, you need to sleep more." And I always remember thinking, kind of rolling my eyes in my head, going, "Who has time to sleep? I've got these three kids. I've got this crazy job." I'll sleep later when I can, and I just don't have time, you know. So, so when I say this is the year of me, like this is the year that I sleep now. I and you always, you know, I, I'm actually listening to you, and I am. You can, you can, you can ask, ask Mariano. I am. I mean, I, I, I sleep now. I shut off. I'm saying no, and I've just, and this is going to sound. This may ca- sound like it. It counters what I said a minute ago, but, but I've, I've 
lowered the bar for me in some cases in that like before, as much as I like to reach for things, you know, some one of the things that would keep me up at night, like till one in the morning after my kids went to bed, because it's like, well, I got to do that one more thing. I got to do this thing. I promise this to. And now I've just, you know, just given myself a break where I'm like, you know what? I know they wanted it tomorrow, you know, or, or tonight, but you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to stay up till one o'clock in the morning and do it because my sleep's more important. So I've just started to prioritize myself and, and my health. So I'd say now I'm doing good. I mean, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I started a run walk program under your guidance and I'm not, and you can ask my, my kids who do this now with me. Uh, um, they're so great. I yeah. They, they're, they're like, well, mommy, let's do it again. And I'm like, no, I can only do like six repeats. And you know, the, the Garmin's watching and, and, and my husband has this joke too, that Carmen doesn't live too far away from here. She might be behind a bush watching too. So, so we, um, yeah. So, so I'm, start the run walk program. That's going awesome. And I feel really good. I feel really good. I mean, so good that I feel like if I wasn't going to get in trouble with you, that I could go more. Yes. <laughs> that I could, yes. that I could, I really do felt, it felt so good that first day I went out. It felt so amazing, you know, and, and, you know, because I'm, you know, we're starting slow. It's, it's a 30 second, like six intervals, right? I mean, 30 seconds um, running and then a minute, um, you know, walking, but it, you know, you know, six times, you know, the program, but, but it, it felt so good that I was so tempted to go more, but I was like, no, I've come this far and I don't want to so like proud. jack myself up yes, again. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And it felt really, really good. So just knowing that, like having that, having that bit of success and knowing where I want to get back to, and again, slowly, but surely, right. I'm not going to like sign up for half marathon tomorrow, but I mean, knowing Thank that you. I eventually, <laughs> knowing that I eventually want to get back there and I see a path to it now. Yes. Definitely. It's good. It's good. Yes. I see that path for you too. And it's glowing so brightly. I, you know, I just want you to know, I used to consider myself the brakes to your system Mm -hmm. because you you were just all go. Mm -hmm. There was no rest, recovery. Mm -hmm. As you said, the sleeping part, there was like not the part where Maria ever stopped. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be your brakes. And now you've got your own brakes Mm -hmm. and you're smiling and you're running outside. Again, yeah, it's just a different form mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. And I just think you're just going to do so great moving forward. I love it that this is the year of you. Yeah. Um, I'm really gonna I'm really gonna miss you in clinic this year. But I know that you're going to send me pictures when you're out running around Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably at 4am because it's so hot. I, th- I hear that's the only time you can go out and actually run. So so I have a, a couple of last kind of questions for you as we're wrapping up. What would you say to someone like you who may be suffering right now from an injury and who hasn't yet started the, the path to healing from it? Um, the, the, the first thing I would say is, is listen to your body. And I know that sounds so basic, but I just oftentimes, and I'm not going to dwell on the past, but I oftentimes, you know, do, do think, well, you know, if I, if I would have listened to my body sooner, what have I even ended up in the boot for six months, right? But, but I didn't stop. I just kept going and going and going. And when the voice would come on in my head, be like, wow, that didn't feel good. I would just turn it down and, you know, crank up the volume on everything else and just keep going, going, going. So I would say, listen to your body. If your body's screaming at you for some reason, whether it's it's lack of sleep, poor nutrition, you're pounding on a part of your body that doesn't feel good, you need to you need to pay attention and not find excuses to just 
ignore it like I did. What do you think makes your experience with me and in our clinic different from other experiences you've had with doctors? Well, I'd say that one of the things that I that I really have loved about this experience is that I feel like you've you've held me accountable um, to the plans that we put together, and, and this might sound a little bit cheesy, but I, but you really care. I feel, um, I think I've shared with you before, my father's a retired physician and my mom is a retired nurse. And so I've been around healthcare for a while and seen some of the changes. And I have felt like a complete number for the past, I'd say 10, 15 years. You know, you're just going through the system and nobody cares, whatever, whatever it is. Even when you're in for your OB appointments or whatever, it's just like you're, you're just a number. And I just, I've never obviously felt like that at the clinic. I mean, you really care. We check in regularly. You check in on me, just whether it's through the app and, hey, how you doing? You're over your cold. And and um, I'd say you're a, a doctor and a, like a life coach all in one, which is, which is, which has been awesome because I really think that above and beyond recovering from the injury, which was the first reason I came to, to, to the clinic and started working with you, you know, I've really... I've really learned a lot of other things that have that I know will help me be just a better person, a better mom, just more happy, well balanced. And there are things that, you know, you could say, oh, well, some of those are basic things, but you know, if they're so basic, why wasn't I doing them? Why wasn't I aware? I was so smart, you know. I mean, sometimes I think you do need somebody to just kind of kick you in the butt a little bit, you know, which you did in a, in a very respectful and professional way. But I mean, I, I just, I just, I think I needed that just based on, on where I was. So, and, and I never, if you would have, you know, if you would have ever asked me like, oh, you, are you going to be in a boot for six months? I, I wouldn't have ever said yes, but also in the thick of it, you know, in the middle of all this, if you would have said, are you going to be taking a you know doing a first run within a year of your injury I probably would have said no and I and I and I was now you know again I haven't run 13 miles but I will but I I've started my run walk program you know within that you know within that year mark of 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 my last run you know which is which is has been great and that's made me feel really good yeah, and you got those cute shoes on today. It's really yeah. nice, you know. It's so it's not you know, in my grandma shoes. Yeah, like I was for a while. The shoes make it. <laughs> So before you came in today, I asked you, you know, we love to end the program with action steps. And I'm going to turn it over to you to let us know what action steps would you have us all take in order to improve? So the three, the three I would mention, and and one of the first ones that I, I just mentioned a minute ago when you asked me the question was, uh, listen to your body. You know, my body was screaming at me and I just ignored it for so long. And I thought, oh, I'm just I'm just being weak. You know, I can just power through this. And you can't when your body is is, is screaming at you. Um, you just stop. Yeah, you know, there's just no way around it. The second thing is just, uh, you know, to forgive yourself. I think especially, you know, women working, women who work outside the home and have kids and are managing a ton of things in life you know we have a tendency at least I do and and I know a lot of the women that I that I'm, I'm friends with in my circle as well we have a tendency to be really hard on ourselves. you know we raise the bar super 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 high so high you can't even get to it on a ladder you know and it's just you know I, I 
one of the things that I've started to do, which again, I know it might sound basic, is I just forgive myself. I give, my, I give myself the same break that I would give other people. I find myself telling friends a lot, oh, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And I'm thinking to myself, I start listening to myself. I'm like, why do I, why am I so hard on myself? Like, why don't I give myself a break? So um, I start, I always say, like, I've started to lower my standards to human. Meaning, you know, sometimes I have these unrealistic expectations of myself. And so I've started to realize that um, it's okay to not get everything done. And it's okay sometimes just do the best you can. And that day, maybe that's all you can do. And the part about forgiving yourself that's important is I realized how much energy I was wasting kicking myself and saying, oh, well, that could have been better. That should have been better. That That's like time you spend in, that I was spending in the past kicking myself. And I remember, I remember thinking one day, I don't even know how this breakthrough, but I remember thinking, what if I took this energy in this time that I'm spending kicking myself and I channeled it in another direction? And I tell you, I feel like I've gotten hours back to every week that I don't do that anymore, right? And I'm now I'm conscious of it and I catch myself doing it, right? Because old habits are hard to break and I just I just stop. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna even entertain that thought anymore. So so forgiving yourself is the second one. And the third one, which which we talk about is sleep. I mean, and again, I know it sounds so basic, but I um I was one of those people that that well into um even up till I was, you know, you know, 40, I was like, you know, sleeping is just I always thought that people who slept eight hours were lazy. And I know that sounds funny, but I always thought I was like, you know, who needs sleep? You know, gosh, I'm fine on my five hours. I'm good. You know, and and, and I subsisted through, you know, college exams and that whole kind of thing. I never did Red Bill or any of that. I, you know, I drank too much diet soda and I had caffeine in it, but I just, I never needed sleep. I just, you know, was always had these high power jobs and, you know, and just, just, I always had that second, third, fourth shift or whatever, where I would just work, 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 work. And I just, uh, I think my body told me that I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And in my early forties, just, just rebelled. <laughs> and now I love sleep. I realize that I feel so much better. I feel like I look better. I feel better. I certainly feel like I'm more present for my family. I'm not a snippy as I, I have more patience because I'm not a patient person. I'm a very impatient person. Um, but I feel like I have just a little bit more patience when I when I, when I sleep. So that's that's been a game changer for me. And I remember you telling me, you said, you know, you never, and this is one of the reasons why I probably started sleeping is because you said you will never like fully heal from this injury. And and I remember I was getting sick a lot and you're like, your body is never going to really repair itself and heal if you don't get that restorative sleep. And I remember kind of, again, going, I roll, okay, whatever. I don't have time to sleep. And then I just decided to give it a try. I was like, okay, she was right about some of this other stuff. Let me try this whole sleep situation out. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's worked. I, I love being right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she does. She does. And so far, so good. Oh, Maria, I really thank you so much for sharing these action steps with us and your story. It's so powerful to me. I I have like tears in my eyes. I'm ruining my makeup. It's terrible. <laughs> if you would like to hear more stories like Maria's and get more of what you hear on Hello Health Today, please support the show. You can do that by taking some time right now to rate and review us. Doing that helps other people find us. And as always, thank you for listening. We're taking a break for the summer, but we plan to be back in the fall. Subscribe now so Hello Health Today is automatically loaded into your feed. Until next season, remember, today is good.
Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a, consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.